If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, I want to start this week's show with a strange apology and a warning. For some inexplicable reason, at about the 34 minute and 30 second mark or so of this week's podcast, continuing until the end of the segment at about the 48 minute, 40 second mark, our voices randomly get really high as if we're all breathing helium, but I assure you we're not. You can hear everything, it's just kind of hilarious, so I apologize, we're going to replace our recording software and hopefully be back with a crystal clear show next week. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy this week's show. This episode of Podcast Unlocked is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash unlocked for your free audiobook download. Podcast Unlocked, the IGN Xbox podcast. You know it, you love it. You know that man over there, Mitch Dyer. That's me. That guy in your left ear. Yeah. That guy in your right ear, Dustin Legary. Hey, what's up? Are we in stereo? I hope so, because otherwise All right. what I just said will make no sense. I listen to a lot of podcasts and music with like one headphone in so I can hear like people yelling at me. So a lot of the time, I figure if I listen to this podcast, I would not know what's happening. Yeah. And joining us, a uh, special guest this week, all the way down from the lovely Microsoft campus, Xbox HQ. Oh. Eric Newstetter. Hey there. Uh, better, you might know him as E on Twitter or on. Uh, you, uh, so the I, I course, wish I was E on Twitter. <laughs> it's the vowel, the vowel on Twitter. The vet, right, right. I, but your gamer tag. My gamer tag is, is e, e, which yes. the story is you have the first ever gamer tag. Correct. Is that correct? Yes. So you have. What's the number next to your profile? Is it 11 at this point? Uh, it is 10. It'll turn 11 in August. Right. Okay. Because that's when, like, the first day of the, the beta. beta was. Right. It it actually even predates the beta a little bit. <laughs> it was la di da. I, I want to say August thirteenth. That was the first day we'd basically finished internal testing. Right. We wiped all the databases, started over fresh, flipped it live, flipped it live, turned, basically connected it to the real billing system as opposed yeah. to a fake billing system. And I sat down and made a gamer tag. So uh, many people may not know you. I mean, you're sort of. You're like sort of a shadowy figure in the Xbox world. <laughs> You've been around the whole time. You, your, your time with Microsoft dates to the launch of Xbox Live, correct? Yes. I actually joined the Xbox Obviously. team 
uh, about six months before the original Xbox launch, which okay. was about 18 months ahead of Xbox Live launch. Wow. So, uh, so yeah, so on that note, t- tell the people what it is you do. You work on the Xbox Live ops team. What does that mean? What is it you do all day? What is it you'd say you do What do you do, do for there? me? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to describe, honestly. I, so what the team does, uh, we are responsible for uh, building, managing, and monitoring all the systems that make up everything from the live service that your console touches mm-hmm. to if you have a Windows phone and you hit that Xbox tile or Xbox music, that's us too. Yeah. Uh, if you have a Windows 8 PC and you're going in there playing games, hey, that's us, and you're getting gamer score that shows up on your console. Uh, so that make that's you know thousands of servers scattered all across the world. We run all of those. That's content distribution networks. Uh, like just recently, we did a a big red carpet thing for the Oscars. Yep. Uh, so that's part of our team making sure that that live feed is getting captured and encoded and shipped around the world. Boy. Plus running the interactive Q and A stuff which is really cool. Uh, we've started using that for a lot of things now, not just the Oscars. We did it during the presidential debates. Yeah, so that, we could, that was where it yeah. seemed like that. Was that the first time it had really majorly rolled out? That's the first time I remember reading about it. That's where I watched the presidential debates on that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Did, did yeah. you cast your votes for who's winning? No. That's X for Obama. Be for... Canadian. You just stay neutral. <laughs> I don't even the know prime what America minister. is. <laughs> yeah. that, that may have been... The first time that it was used on something that kind of had really broad appeal. Yeah. Uh, that text been around for a while. We initially rolled it out back in the one versus 100 days. <sighs> and we don't, use it during UFC. You've heard me. I, I, you one versus me. 100, I loved when they did the video game segments. Those were a blast. I have all 12 achievements, as every, I like to brag. Mm, you can't. Guys, every time on. this game comes we up, you have to brag about I'm, that. See, if you'd warned me, I wouldn't have done that. I didn't know. So the, that's an the dream now, so we missed now that game so I'm calling upon you to make this happen, um, <laughs> is a live, same, same format, you know, fully live version on Xbox of The Price is Right. Would that not be the great, like an actual audience full of people, right. you get your name called, you come on down to Contestants Row, you bid on actual stuff, and then you get to go play, the, play you know, video games. You get to play the, the pricing games in video game form. And then win actual prizes. At Instead the end. of Pachinko, it's Peggle. Could be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the tech exists to do that kind of thing. It's just one Stop of those. It. Do you have the, you know, how popular it's going to be? Do you have the resources to make it happen? Is it the right the show's place to been on for like people? forty years? It's clearly popular enough. Let's call Ubisoft and make them it, get the license. Is it popular with people that have Xboxes in their homes? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't it, know. it would be fun. I'll agree with that. Man, um, so. I never did. An- Sorry, I didn't finish answering the okay, question. Yes, um, so that's what the team does. Yeah. And like Xbox Live Operations is about 250 people doing wow. a lot of different jobs. Uh, everything from the people who sit there, you know, 724, 365, monitoring stuff to make sure it's working to what I do. Uh, and my job is kind of two jobs in one. I spend about half my time thinking about like what we're what services are we building next, regardless mm-hmm. of whether it's for the console or the phone or PC. Right. Uh, how are we building it? How are we making sure it's going to scale to millions of people? Uh, how is it going to handle failure scenarios and recover by itself without a human needing to wake up? And then I spend the other half of my time working with uh, big games that are coming out, uh, like last year, Halo, Call of Duty, games like that. Like prepping the back-end server kind of stuff or the X- like making sure Xbox Live will survive on you know, November 6th when everybody crashes at some, Halo 4? Some of that is prep on our side, and some of that is also uh, 
basically offering free consultant to whoever's making that game and saying, hey, maybe you've got servers of your own that work in conjunction with ours. How would you like me to you know, come in and take a look at what you've got and give you some free advice and suggest that, hey, we've seen some developers have problem with this make of gear or, oh, you're using that software. Well, you need to – don't forget to set these three things because if you don't, then when the crush of people shows up, hmm. you're going to be in trouble. It, it's a really – interesting science the problem is it's very hard to simulate you know a call of duty launch and millions of people simultaneously turning on that game for the first time so do you love it when some of these major games do beta tests like you know we saw we saw it with with uh what halo 3 and reach crisis just had uh, crisis and then halo 4 didn't do it where you're like oh my god this is gonna be bad it for me. It really depends on the game and how the game is built. Uh, in the case of Halo 4, uh, there was a lot of back-end infrastructure being reused from previous Halo franchises, yeah. where we already had a really good understanding of how it behaved under stress. So we could pretty much predict, here's what we're going to need to do to be safe on day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's some other games where they're rolling out something you know brand new, and it's like, well, if we don't have the chance to do this... There's just very little chance it's going to work on day one. So that what you're telling me is, uh, so I'm hearing a couple of things. I'm hearing number one, uh, I hope that your that they have that your salary has continued to go up because <laughs> you, because we went from ten years ago when we when you guys started this whole Xbox Live thing to it was a video game console that played video that played video games over the internet to now Netflix and uh, HBO Go and games and Xbox Music and all this stuff. So your just the sheer breadth of what you have to deal with has gone up. Uh, like it's not even an exaggeration to say tenfold. It, it's actually a lot more than that. Um, <laughs> it the, the first day we turned on Xbox Live, one of my favorite stories. Uh, so this was back in the beta days of Xbox One. This would have been roughly September October two thousand two. Uh, to sign up on Xbox Live in the beta, you had to go into the store and buy a beta kit, right? which included an MU and a disc yeah. and the headset. <laughs> and the translucent orange memory unit. Right. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, I forgot about that thing. And uh, so, so you had to go buy that. So we were, there was a real limit to how many people could log on to the system. So we, we had what we thought was the right amount of gear, and we were watching what's really the the most important single number when you're running a service, which is we call it concurrent users. How many people mm-hmm. are logged on simultaneously? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, you know, other numbers like how many people have played during the day, very interesting. But as far as keeping things running, you need capacity for that peak. So we were watching that number and we're popping champagne. It broke a thousand and we were <laughs> a thousand people worldwide are playing on our service. This is so fantastic. And the number kept going up. And it kept going up, and it hit 10,000. And that's when we started going, what's going on? Really? Is that, <laughs> is that possible? How many of these kits did we manufacture? And it was between thirty five and 40,000 worldwide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the number kept going up, and we started looking, and then it passed 35,000. And we discovered that something was seriously wrong. Someone had created a new bug like the day before we launched, Uh-oh. where when a user logged on, it did a plus one, and when they logged off, it didn't do the minus one anymore. Oh. <laughs> so then we got we got that fixed, and we got back to more realistic numbers of you know a couple thousand people playing at once. Yeah. 
And in 2008, we passed a million concurrent on the service. Um, and it has just continued to grow since that then. Was, We're uh, now, was that Modern Call Warfare? Uh, yeah, it, was a, it was in March. It was, wow, was that GTA 4 time frame, I think? Uh, oh. Just before. So it, it was in okay. that ballpark. Um, it was a little after Halo, it was a couple months after Halo 3 launch. Oh, that makes sense. Um, yeah. And now it's not uncommon for a big title like Black Ops 2 to come out and hit a million concurrent on live for just that one game. Yep. Oh, yeah. Not even counting Jeez. everything else that people are playing. It's really yeah. been, it, I have a hard time wrapping my head around those kind of numbers sometimes. So if uh, one, one complaint that I would have about Xbox Live over the years. <laughs> While is, you're here. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> it's a rare opportunity. It right? is is that the 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 policing the reporting system for for users that suck doesn't actually seem to yield many results like you'll file a complaint and then it seems like nothing ever happens um so do you have the power to as the you're basically the wizard of oz on xbox live you are the man behind the curtain can <laughs> the, you the, uh the other people behind the curtain might disagree with you but go ahead so can you you know can you accidentally click, you know, ban next to somebody's name whenever you want? Do you wield a ban hammer is I, what I'm asking? I do not. I was uh, going to say, we might have an so, in now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's really interesting because we obviously talk to people about this all the time. One of the reasons I love going to shows like uh, PAX and RTX is I get to talk to lots of actual customers yeah. and ask them, what do you like? What don't you like? What could be better? Uh, one of the constant pieces of feedback that we get is uh, they want feedback about when they submitted a complaint because a lot of people think that it doesn't actually do anything. When the truth is there is a team of people that are constantly churning through those complaints and we have, uh, you know, if you file a complaint on a message and it's in another language, okay, someone is going to read that. And right. in a lot of languages we have native speakers on the team so that we don't have to use, you know, being translate to tell us what it says and <laughs> nice that way Microsoft we can plug by the way yeah. Bing. <laughs> uh that way we can pick up you know the colloquial the colloquialism that a mechanical translator might not give you right um so that's one thing we've heard is people want better feedback they want to know it did something uh there's a lot of you know i'll get a lot of messages uh, you know i'm public on twitter and i have a public email address where people can reach me e at xbox.com and it's like the best email address ever it, <laughs> it is kind of cool but i i have it specifically so that people can you know there's a way to reach out and ask me stuff or say hey i have a problem or whatever um but people will file a complaint against someone and then they'll look and they'll go well it's been five minutes and they're still playing so you didn't do anything <laughs> and it's like well compl the complaints are not automated it's not well if i get me and all my friends and we complain eight times then it's an automatic ban it's no this stuff gets looked at by people yeah and they look and they go you know oh someone suggested that your name is offensive and yep it is offensive and wait how many offensive names do you have and they'll look at that and go you know what you've had so many offensive names you're clearly not getting the message we're going to invite you to not be our customer anymore i love the phrasing on <laughs> that's that. amazing i'm going to invite you to not be our customer <laughs> It, I decline your invitation. <laughs> there, I mean, oh, sorry, I can't make it. Yeah, it, it absolutely. Every complaint does. I mean, it gets fed into the enforcement team, and they they look at all that data. Um, but people want more feedback, and that is something we're actually working on. So maybe in a future dashboard or a future console, perhaps maybe I'll get a message from some idiot that I, me and my friends, complained about that says, 
uh, Bong Ripper 420 has been banned. Like, it'll just pop up and be like, and let me know that that... At that point, I'll be like, who? I don't remember it, that. It, <laughs> it, it, there's a lot of uh, questions about, let's say we were going to give you that kind of feedback. Is it useful to be that specific? Because then... That that might be very encouraging to people, but then oh, I'm going to take a screenshot and tweet it and say I'm the guy who got Bong Ripper 420 banned, <laughs> which just starts a battle that nobody can win. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should just let you know, hey, that was some really great feedback you gave us. Thank you. We've taken action on it, or something in between. Um, and that, that is the kind of thing we struggle with a lot. And also, there's in some we're in so many different countries now. I think we're in 39 different countries. Yeah. We have to make sure that whatever we do is legal in all of them. Uh, because there's Whoa, a lot what of sort things... of illegal, what sort of borderline <laughs> illegal activities are you guys up to? Well, what, what if that in some countries, you know, saying that, okay, we banned bong ripper 420 because of you. What if that's considered, you know, some kind of privacy violation? That, I don't want to live in that so. country. <laughs> wow. This is America. Damn it. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, that is something we have to deal with. Uh, interesting fact going all the way back to the very beginning of Xbox Live. Uh, we encrypt almost all of our traffic. Sure. So that it, it means that it, you can't just drop in a PC and do a wireframe hack and those kind of things. Uh, but we don't en- encrypt our voice traffic. And we don't encrypt our voice traffic because it would have made it illegal to sell Xbox Live in France. Huh. Interesting. So yeah. wow. there, we, we spend a lot of time having to look at those kind of things every time we add or change a feature. Um, you guys so, ever considered, I know I've floated this idea in the office from time to time. Um, maybe not lately, but I have this fantasy about a way to get rid of the annoying people on Xbox live. And so that, Cause I remember in all dead seriousness, um, I'm not sure we're Mitch and Destin. Were you guys around in 2002 at the launch of Xbox live? Were you I was around. Zone? Damn kids. I was alive. So, all right. Let's talky. <laughs> let me and you here. So I remember back then, I mean, it was legitimately, now. <laughs> it was a joy every time I logged onto that service because it was at that point in time, only the people who really wanted to be there. Like it was mostly adults. I remember playing the original Ghost Recon, Ghost Recon 1. Yep. And you just jump into any game and people were talking and communicating, but like, okay, we're going over here. And of course, over the years, that's that's one of the trade-offs is as the service has gotten more popular, there are more, uh, let's call them riffraff that are out there that what? people that don't chat or have offensive gamer tags or, you know, or, you know, team kill you or, or do, you know, things that, right. that aren't, that maybe not, maybe not even things that you can report them for, but just aren't really playing that, you know, they're not adding to your not experience. Not ideal behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so my idea is for, you know, how there's like the American Express black card. The Xbox Live Black subscription. Maybe this is what the, where the, the like, diamond card could have been. Yeah, where it's like a super elite tier that you, that costs a lot of money, but it's on your own servers for games, and it's you get like maybe you get a whole bunch of DLC allotment. Uh, you know, like a, a certain amount of maybe you get like a couple hundred dollars a year worth of marketplace points or so, whatever. So you're not just getting to be by yourself, but you're getting something. In addition to it, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm talking. That's what that's what I want to float out there. That's what I want you to. I'm sure you've already considered this because this is not exactly like the greatest, the most original idea. But that's that is something that I think myself and a lot of other adult gamers and really uh, would pay for. Because when you think about it, you know, we were those those of us like me and you that were that were there in 2002 when the service launched. We're 10 years older now. Maybe we were, you know, in my case, the 22 year old kid back then of our own we we just we want to play 
the right way and and play with sort of those uh right play the play the games in you know with friendly teams and and not have to worry about you know guys piping in rap music over their <laughs> Xbox their Live radio or, yes. or making you know uh, weed jokes or or racial epithets or god knows what over the microphone so that that is what I would love to see in the future is I would happily pay you know a hundred dollars a year or a hundred twenty dollars a year for an uh, you know an upper tier so Xbox. Let me make a note. Charge said- Ryan more. Um, <laughs> Wait a second. Take so- that and Bong Ripper four twenty back to Microsoft. Yeah. I'll, so I'll throw two things out there. Uh, number one, I think what you're really saying at the end of the day is you want to play with people like you. I do. And wouldn't it be? I mean, it would be great if the system could automatically put you with people like you. That's a really hard problem to solve because sure. it's not really, it's not really an age thing. It's not really a feedback, uh, you know, feedback is one great way to do it. We, we do have the well, avoid and prefer player options, although people yeah. don't use them a lot, but mm-hmm. yeah, taking that to the next level so that we just, you know, we know that, Oh, you like playing complicated. It's like, <laughs> it's like the Netflix problem. I know that you like these 12 movies. Right. I want to know which movie to suggest. Well, I've got all this data about other people who like those 12 movies. Let's see what other movies those liked or they liked and then suggest those to you. Hmm. It's a similar problem. It's, well, I know you like to play these games and I know you enjoyed playing with these people and not these people. So how can I crunch all that data to find the people that you're going to like playing with? You want to sort of make it all happen with low latency as well. Ping, you know, match me up with somebody that's not (laughs) in Russia that I'm going to have a 300 ping with. Right. And and that's a, a, unfortunately a really hard problem. Some of it uh, can be done with games can help, uh, help us and the customer out by offering those kind of options. Halo was always really good about that, where you could say yeah. the most important thing to me is connection quality, or the most important right. thing to me is people who speak my language or whatever. Uh, and I think in this age of data, there's a lot of opportunity to do more of that kind of stuff. Um, I don't think personal opinion. I don't think a paid tier is the way to make that happen. I think it's just us finding a way to magically understand who you're going to have fun with. Um, and yeah, that'd be pretty cool because you're right. It has, it has changed a lot because it was such a niche product back then. And nobody just had an Xbox in their house. Very few people had broadband back then. That's true. Um, you had to first go buy the box. You had to have broadband. You had to be willing to go buy this Xbox live thing. In addition to that. Yep. Uh, and that really self-limited the audience. Now that there's. I think the latest number was 46 million Xbox Live subscribers worldwide. Um, It's a much bigger pool, and it's a much harder problem to solve. From from 1,000 to 46 million. Before Halo, what was your first, like, big game on Xbox Live? Uh, On Xbox One. Ghost Recon was the biggest launch title. Uh Um, So we had a... There was this inflection point the day Halo 2 came out. Mm-hmm. Um, the the top game on Xbox Live before that was Rainbow Six Three Black oh, Vader. That's my game. Uh, Black Arrow, and which was a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, and with writing that, Xbox Live had gotten to an all-time high of 43,600 concurrent users. Mm-hmm. And then Halo 2 came out, and within... <laughs> 
like two, three hours after midnight, we were already <laughs> over 120,000 computers. Wow. Um, it was just nuts. And then Halo was top for years. Ever. And then. Until the 360 came out, right? And probably. Uh, even that. after that for a yeah. while. Uh, Halo 2 was top for a while still. Halo 3 came out. Uh, then we started seeing the transition to Call of Duty. Yep. Uh, and then we had that kind of brief shining moment where Minecraft was the most popular game on live for a week or two. It was and crazy. it's still right near the top. Speaking of Halo, are you the guy that pulled the plug? Halo 2? Who flipped the switch off and were they in tears as they flipped it? <laughs> well, no, because it didn't go down. Those players stayed on there forever. Yeah. Well, but they still had to flip the switch so that Eventually. nobody else could get match made yeah. in. Um, it, it was not me. I know who did it, but it was it was a, <laughs> I mean, one of the bus. It was a joint thing. We I mean we had a you all a, had your finger on the switch. Everyone's holding each other. Did you draw we, we had a wake for it. We, really, we had a wake with a Xbox One themed cake, and That's we kind of all got together and told <laughs> stories. That was very emotional for a lot of people when we did that. Yeah, yeah. I bet so. Yeah, and you know what? F you. <laughs> I just want to say that now that you're here. Yeah, I. I mean, Halo Two is special for me in a lot of ways not only all the all the work related moments but i met my wife playing halo 2 online wow Um, impressive literally it was we were in a we were in a custom game it was me and a bunch of microsoft employees one of the microsoft employees uh we needed a couple more people for the game so she said oh i'll I'll pull in some clan mates of mine and one of those happened to be the woman i'm now married to so (laughs) that's crazy um so yeah halo 2 that was it was very hard when we did that. Did you get married that. on lockout? So, like, on. <laughs> uh, we did not, but thanks to some very uh, wonderful people at 343, uh, our wedding ceremony was actually interrupted by 343 Guilty Spark. That's awesome. Like, they got uh, Peter, I'm blanking on his last name, they actually got him to record some custom dialogue and piped it through the PA. And he started arguing uh, with Steptoe, my old coworker, who was doing the ceremony. It was fantastic so and then we actually did have some uh we grabbed some xboxes with halo 2 and we had them set up at the wedding so people could play so it's the best wedding of all time (laughs) it seemed appropriate oh man um what else what else can we ask him about while we're here how many people were still playing halo 2 when you hit that switch that's a good question uh it was not that many uh part of making that decision was going in and looking at, well, how many people are still using this? Yeah. And, and it was pretty low. Um, I think when we actually flipped the switch, it was, I don't remember the exact number, but it was under 100. Uh, and then it pretty quickly people? dwindled. Yeah. It pretty quickly dwindled to about a dozen or so that kind of <laughs> no. stuck it out as long as they could. And yeah. We didn't force them off. We, you didn't see a spike or anything when you made the announcement that it would be shut down? People desperate to cling on? There was a small spike. Like to a thousand? Maybe, I don't think it was that high. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, there was definitely some people who came back to kind of get, get you know, one last spot. Uh, I did. It was not a large number. number so, so uh, E, what, one of the things we've, the, you know, arguably the, maybe the most common request for Xbox Live and something that we were told was a limitation of holding on to those, that sort of Xbox One era stuff, is the friends list. Everybody yep. wants a bigger friends list. Is that something that is technically feasible today uh or not technically feasible is a very vague term um certainly xbox Xbox one One. having Having xbox Xbox one around made that much much harder yeah um because everything in that era was hard-coded um and it's actually amazing that the limit was even 100 back then uh, because game developers like like bungie didn't want it to be 100 because the original box 
only had 64 megs of RAM, and every friend was pulling little bits of memory out of the game. So that's why you want less, right? Because they wanted more for the game. So if we changed it to say 50. Which, back, you know, in 2001, 2002 seemed like would a ton. Yeah. Um, that would have given them a little bit more memory that they could have done game stuff with. Um, so being able to not have to worry about all those Xbox One games, games did free up a lot of stuff. stuff. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's not quite that simple because, because even in the Xbox 360 era, I mean, we can on the server side. But there are a lot of games that are already out there that are written in such a way so that if you feed them 101 names on that friend list instead of 100, the game crashes because it only reserved so much memory. It didn't actually ask, hey, how many friends are on the friends list because there was no point. It was hard-coded at 100. So what you're saying is we need a uh, hardware reboot on the console side to make this happen, to make make this a feasibility? (laughs) Well, you said that. What, What I'll say is that... Damn right, I said it. (laughs) To do it on Xbox 360 is not impossible. It's a tremendous amount of work because you have to handle all the special casing on the server side. So you have to make sure that even though this person has 500 friends, you never hand more than 100 of them back. And how do you decide which 100 that 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 person Mm -hmm. wants back right now? Is it the 100 they've most recently played with? Or do they have 10 friends that they always want on there regardless of – when they were last online, mm-hmm. do you need to give them a portal on Xbox.com where they can manage their favorite hundred? And it, it it's unfortunately a lot more complicated than just, oh, we're going to change the SQL query to return 500 instead right. of 100. So you could, your team has clearly thought a lot about this. And if I'm interpreting you correctly, since you're a Microsoft employee and can't say it, what I think you're saying is that uh, it's not worth it at this stage in uh, in the Xbox 360 ecosystem life cycle. For for me personally, would it be worth it? Absolutely. My friends list has been full for years. Yeah. Um, I would love to have it. Um, unfortunately, I don't get to have features just because I want them. Um, <laughs> I still have features I've been trying to get since 2001 that we don't have yet. That like we what? probably never will. Um, do go. Do tell. What are so, some of the, the personal wish list things? Well, we were talking about this uh, earlier at lunch. I used to play semi-competitive Age of Empires back yeah. in the day, and that involved a lot of ladder play. I want us to have built-in support for ladders in live That'd be fantastic. that any game could just pick up. Oh, my God. Um, and I've been – I talk about this about once a year to whoever I can get to listen, <laughs> and it's never made the cut. Um, our now problem you have Google, is Google IGN fans – to support you. Yeah, the the problem is, and it, it's hard to explain it until you've been through the process, but you know, every year we sit down and look at, okay, what are we going to do this year? What's the volume of work we're going to crank out? We have this many developer man hours, this many test man hours, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And it almost never is it, well, that's a dumb feature and we're never going to do it. It's just we do the stack rank. These are the most important ones. And you look at, well, how many person hours is it going to take to do all those features and you draw a line somewhere and if it's below the line doesn't mean you don't want it it just means it's not going to happen that year and there are a lot of features that i personally want and that other people personally want that for better or worse are always below the line so so uh for because you know the yeah the dashboard updates are uh, it used to be a semi-annual thing now it's an annual thing uh, no doubt because of the scope of the work involved so if there's one this year that that line you mentioned, you've probably already had to draw that line, given that even though we're only in February. Uh, if, if something were going to ship, I mean, it depends on when the ship time is. Because right. 
usually most projects that we work on are six to 12 months. Sometimes you have a project that, okay, I can't get this done in a single year, so I'm going to start it in 2008 and finish it in 2009 and mm -hmm. ship it then. Um, but yeah, a lot of the times you're, you know what you're working on, you know, nine months or a year before it hits the streets. Uh, great example, not too long ago, we turned on uh, region migration for everybody. Yes, which thank you. made Mitch very thank happy. Thank you very yes, much. Made a lot of people very oh, happy, man. including my. I can access very... my Netflix now. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd been hearing about that every day for. I'm not at all happy <laughs> that we hadn't done that yet, and that was uh, that particular one. It was. I mean, there was. It was technically hard, but it was primarily legal and policy hard. It was. Hmm. You've bought all this content, and now you're moving to this other country. Is you know is that content legal there? Yeah. Oh, you just Do moved to Germany, to and there's a swastika yeah. in that game. You can't re-download that game. That's a federal True, crime yeah. there. Right. Oh, uh, wow. and, and or you know you live in the U.S. and you bought you know this XBLA game that never had a publisher in Australia, and so it's not legal for us to sell it there. It not that we don't want to sell it to Australians, but we don't. You know, we only can sell it where the people who have the rights tell us, mm -hmm. hey, we have the rights here, and they said they didn't have the rights in Australia. So, sorry, you moved to Australia, and now you can't re-download this game anymore. And dealing with all of that was so complicated. That's honestly a big part of why that took so long. How much red tape is involved in your, in your daily life? Uh, like, is that, why, you're, is that why you don't have any hair? Not literal red tape. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Um, but sometimes there's a lot. Um, most of the time, it's not all that much. And we actually... It, this sounds weird, but we our lawyers are awesome. They're not like lawyers. They're, I mean, these are people that I actually like working with. Um, and like we have on our team, we have the best HR rep ever. I don't know how we lucked into her, but she's fantastic. Um, but that is really a small part of the job. Most of my job is, I mean, I'm on whiteboards. It's brainstorming. It's, hey, we've got this hard technical problem to solve. How are we going to do it? Um, and usually... Uh, by the time I'm getting involved in something, there's someone else chasing the legal stuff and the policy stuff. Right. And I mean, we even have to do things like, oh, we're going to name this feature, you know, OptiMatch. Like we used to talk about match oh, yeah. back in the Xbox One days. We have to run that through a team that they do is vet names in every country. Microsoft does business to make sure it's not a curse word there or something. Mm -hmm. But thankfully, that's another team. We hand it to them and they do their thing and hand it back and say yes or no. So that we really don't have to do anything other than make sure that we got the check mark saying that it's okay. So given how far uh, Xbox Live has evolved, I mean, is it? Do you have uh, a lot more flexibility and maybe even a bigger budget um, now than ever before? Because you know, we we talked a little bit about this uh, off the air. Is that you know, when the Xbox project started, it was it was like you know, in a little corner of of Redmond. Yep. Uh, and now it has grown into, you know, arguably the Xbox is the shining star of Microsoft. I mean, Windows still a big deal, Office still a big deal, but those are, um, as you'd put it, not sexy compared right. compared to the Xbox. At, at least to the four of us, and probably yeah. to all your listeners. Yes, yeah. very true. And so has that has the has the Xboxes has Xbox Live's growth and popularity bought you uh, extra resources or? or extra leeway in, in certain things? I mean, absolutely. Um, but it doesn't go as far as people might think. Um, for a number of years, I was running the ops team. Um, and then I realized that I much preferred technical stuff to managing people, so I mm -hmm. went back to doing that. But I was managing a team of like 50 people. And now the ops org is 250. Wow. Um, I mean, 
Xbox as a whole, when I joined the team, we probably could have all squeezed into this room we're recording in. Um, and now the X, when we get together, it's, you know, over a thousand people. I don't know what the actual number is. Uh, we have our own campus practically at our own mini campus within, uh, Microsoft up in Redmond. Um, but our surface area has increased so much. When we got started, we did just gaming mm-hmm. for the first couple of years there. You couldn't even, there was no such thing as to, uh, bill you for anything. You couldn't even get on Xbox Live unless you had a credit card because that's how we proved you were a real person. <laughs> um, and now we have all these different devices. There's Netflix. There's Xbox Video. There's HBO Go. We're ta- you can go on a PC and stream the same music you stream to your console. Right. Um, that massive increase in surface area seems to grow quicker than the people. Um, it, it's just – honestly, it's a little hard to, to take in sometime because back in – Let's see. We launched Xbox Video in two th- the fall of 2006. Uh, until then, the Xbox 360, you couldn't watch TV on it. You couldn't watch a movie on it. There was no music. It was it was just a games console. That seems like an eon ago now. And yet it's <laughs> the same hardware box, and we're doing all this stuff with it. And people... But it was really never in, even in designed for. Is that fair to say? Uh, there were some people who had bright ideas around, you know, we should do this stuff, but... Uh, the creation of Xbox Video really happened after the launch of 360. Yeah. Um, and that was that was another one of those projects. I was very lucky to get to work on it because we didn't have any idea how to stream video because we'd never done it before. That was a completely new space for us. Uh, and then a year after that, we got into Netflix, and we were the we were the first you know non uh, we were the first mass market device, I guess, that was really popular with That's Netflix. Say, yeah. There were some you know DVD players and other things that could already do it, but it was mostly people on PCs streaming it back then Mm -hmm. and when we got netflix on the 360 that was amazing um and there was a ton of crazy work that went into that because we weren't sure what that was going to be like either well that clearly Um, has paid off because i tell these guys literally my friends list at any time half the people that are online yeah it's like we were talking about it earlier i i spend at least an hour a day uh watching netflix on my treadmill that's how i keep being on the treadmill entertaining um i'm actually in the middle of house of cards right now Oh, which I is just, just finished it this last weekend. No spoilers. Yeah. The, the best one. TV show I've seen in years, and I am—I desperately want to marathon it. But I'm using that as a carrot to make myself exercise. Uh, yeah. I'm only allowed to watch it when I'm on the treadmill, <laughs> and so far that seems to work. But I'm still almost done with it. So, what um, episode are you? Uh, I just watched. Oh, geez. See, it auto starts where yeah. you were. Yeah. I, I just watched nine or ten, I think. Oh, uh, okay. You're so, close. Yeah. I think it's, it's twelve th- or thirteen episodes. Thirteen episodes. Yeah. yeah. We receive a lot of emails about this, um, and I'm curious from your perspective on your side of things on the the more technical side of Xbox Live. What is the, like the technical feasibility of an always online console? Like, what would that do to you and your team if you had a console that was constantly connected to the internet? It. I don't know if it would change things that drastically because. I mean, from the point of view of what we would have to do, because mm. as far as our customers are concerned, we're already like that. Sure. For for the last several years now, our our customers have expected us to be like dial tone, uh, because they use it like they use their phone or their TV. Yeah, they, 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 they make plans with their friends, you know, it, whether it's at work or at school or whatever. Hey, so tonight, 8 o'clock, Halo 4, be there, and you've got this plan, and you're going to get together, you're going to play for two hours, and then you all have to go to bed because you have to go to work in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether you're always on or not, it's if you get home and you turn your Xbox on at 8 and you've made plans that you've looked forward to all day and it doesn't work, we're dead. <laughs> yeah. um, so, it, I mean, I, I guess I kind of feel like we have that responsibility anyways, and we have for a long time. And it's we talked about this a little bit earlier, too, off the air, but like people with phones – 
I mean, you go buy a Windows phone, and hey, there's this Xbox Music, and hey, I can play Angry Birds Star Wars on it and get achievements. Okay, that's kind of cool. And there's people out there who have Windows phones that don't have an Xbox, and they just expect the stuff on their phone to work all the time. Yeah. And they don't care if it's, well, this isn't working because you know something happened off in gaming land and broke my phone. It's, my phone doesn't work. AT&T, take it back. So <laughs> we just have to make sure it works all the time. So Yeah. Well, I would be remiss if, uh, before we get going on the rest of the show. Yes, there is a rest of the show. Um, if I didn't ask you, as, as a guy you know, who's been with Xbox, what Sony showed socially uh, with their PlayStation 4 event, you know, the, the share stuff, the, uh, the new the profiles. profile stuff. What, the what, carrying over of trophies, yeah, Eric. Is, <laughs> is that a hint? Um, what did you never. think of that? I, it's hard for me to wrap my head around it without actually like, having it in my hands and seeing it. Um, so I'm really looking forward to E3 and getting my hands on whatever they have to show and, and seeing it firsthand. Uh, having gone through uh, two console launches, it's, you know, what you have in February doesn't necessarily represent what you're going to have when you're done and you ship it. Right. Um, and I sympathize with them because trying to show something in February for the fall, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. You've still got a lot of coding and a lot of hardware and a lot of stuff left to do. Um, so I looked at it and, and it's like, okay. I mean, seems interesting, but I, I need to know more about it. Um, but, I mean, I'm going to buy one. I buy every console. Sure. I have a Wii U. Likewise. It Sorry. mostly just sits there. <laughs> yeah, um, mine too. <laughs> my, my wife's really excited for Lego City. Um, yes. So, oh, yes. Um, God, I would kill for that game to be on the Xbox. I mean, I, mean, I, was, I, was, I was really looking forward, forward to Rayman and on the 360 yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, you know, I'll buy one. I'll use it. Um, and, you know, I guess at E3 we'll probably find out a lot more about it. Uh, social is huge. I mean, not necessarily looking at what Sony showed, but yeah. like um, Extra Life last year. Uh, that was the first year that I live streamed my Extra Life marathon. And I more than doubled the amount I raised. Yeah. And that um, is. Uh... That is the Child's Play charity function that yeah. he is involved with, for those of you who are the Well, well that's actually a different one. So I do support both. Um, oh, and now I'm so, confusing them. All so right, so Extra Life is a uh, of hospitals that was originally started by uh, the, the folks down at Sarcastic Gamer. Mm-hmm. And it's a – basically you play for 24 hours and people donate and it goes to your local Children's Miracle Network Hospital, which mm-hmm. in my case is Seattle Children's. Um, and what I did this year was live stream the whole thing and then – gave people the ability to buy through donations to charity the ability to choose what games I played. Interesting. So for a $100 donation, you could pick what I got to play for the next 30 minutes. That's smart. Uh, and if you wanted to make me play the same game again for another 30 minutes, that's 200 bucks. Um, and wound up raising over $5,000. It was wow. great. Um, and then I also do do a lot of things with Child's Play, which is uh, the, char- the charity from the folks at Penny Arcade. Yep. Very similar. Uh, it's all about helping kids in hospitals and getting uh, games to them so that when they're stuck in a hospital, they have something to pass the time and take their mind off whatever they're going through. It's less so- about cash donations. Penny Arcade uh, also lets you like buy things on Amazon and send like, DS games that yep. kids need Absolutely. or would like to have. Yeah, and they benefit from. They do a fantastic event uh, early December every year. There's a live auction uh, charity dinner up in Seattle, which, number one, is interesting because for most of us, it's the only time you see us in, like, tuxes and suits (laughs) and ball gowns and things. But it's just a blast, and you see things. People make the craziest stuff. Like, you see— Last year uh, was—or no, not this past—2011 for uh, the 10th anniversary of Halo, I believe, uh, 343 had— uh, the the wire, yes. wire they took so, Dukes, Duke, I, the original Duke controllers, and had a handful of them done by Ben Heckendorn yes. into full 
360 compatible wireless. I, wow. I almost got, got two of us. Um, I wanted those so bad. So yeah, they were. Off. These were Duke shells with 360 controllers inside. Actual working yeah, 360 Dukes. I love the idea of a 360 controller literally inside a Duke shell. Yeah, it would probably <laughs> it would fit. fit. <laughs> yeah, and, and Ben did those all by hand. And most of those were given away at Halo Fest during PAX Prime. Yeah, but they kept two for the charity auction. And uh, I really wanted them. And so I'm I'm bidding on it. And it's me and a guy at the table next to me. And I'm looking at my wife, and this was just before we got married, and it's like, uh, how far are two controllers? And I just, just I couldn't bring bring myself to spend more more than that. And so that so that was where I dropped out. And he and he won them for for I think thirty thirty one or thirty thirty two hundred dollars. But but they were so so cool. cool. Oh, oh man. And then this year actually. Um, so we we had the tenth year tenth uh, tenth anniversary of Xbox Live Live last November, bet, bet. and a, a a small small group of people people uh, customers of ours sadly employees not eligible were sent a, a special custom ten year anniversary oh, we, Xbox we, we Three Sixty. We reported all about, about it. Right. I, I I I wanted one of those one of those so bad bad, but employees were. Absolutely not, not eligible. Yeah, that, yeah. that was like a, a find some of our old, oldest, best customers and say thank you. Well, and what was cool, cool is that your whole, whole team, that you, you did it in, in without, without, with no Total publicity, no, no nothing. Like, like it, they, just, they just started show, showing up, and, and then it turned, turned into a, a big, big story for, for us. And we, like, like we couldn't even get one, one to, to borrow uh, uh, from PR. We had, we had to actually, we got, we got a, we fan, fan. a fan. Yeah. An IGG and reader, reader sent us as his to let, to let us un- unbox it and show everyone and then send them back. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was, I, I mean, people people at work have known for for years that I did I do stuff for child, for child's place. So I I, I went to uh, Mark Mark Witten, GM, GM of Xbox Box, not Witten on on Xbox Live, Live and, and basically begged, begged for one one for child child's play, and he was was able to find one. Uh, um and I so so we donated that, did that to the, the Child's Play Ch- charity, uh, um and, and I wanted that that so bad, so bad because it was it was just it was such a, a symbol of of the last, the last ten years years of my life. Sure, sure. And, and I knew knew there was no, no chance uh, I was gonna gonna get it, but I, but I was gonna take a sh- shot at it this all night. That was my thing. <laughs> I I have never in all the years I've been to the charity dinner won anything at the live auction. Hmm. It, there's a silent auction beforehand where less expensive things get sold, but the mm-hmm. live auction always gets insane because it's it's for a great cause and i thought maybe i can scare everybody off so they they bring it up on stage and they tell you all about it and i just stood up and i went three thousand dollars and about 10 seconds later it was at five thousand wow. <laughs> i think it went for like 10 or something oh, wow it's just and i just i said it one grand for i, every I looked year. around the room and like i don't know five people jumped up to outbid me and i just sat down and put my head down and it's like nope <laughs> that that's was it. your chance yeah i thought maybe i could you scare tried. them off but no not to be so uh, finally, before we, we move along, is this uh, is this a particularly interesting year for you? Uh, is it a particularly interesting year for me? Well, today's my one year anniversary. Congratulations! So, oh, okay. Yes, thank you. Um, it, Anybody? No, just me. I missed it. Yeah, I missed the, the window's window. gone. I'm sorry. Uh, the the truth is, every year for me has gotten busier um, yeah. because it it used to be that. You know, I a lot of my work is focused around the stuff that happens in the fall because that's when Halo releases, that's when Call of Duty releases, that's when Gears, you know, all the big titles. And now that's not true anymore. Uh, I mean, in March we've got Tomb Raider, we've got Gears Judgment, we've got Bioshock Infinite. It's there are games coming out that I need to be ready for really every month of the year now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, it used to be run really hard and then take a deep breath and like you know January February 
I could just kind of recover a little bit and, okay, I'm not going to work as late. I'm not going to be on email past midnight. I'm just going to work some normal hours and spend time with my friends and play some games. And it, that's not true anymore. This, we're, in the, we're in the exact same boat. Yeah. This business just goes and goes and goes. There is something every week that I got that I have to be aware yeah. of, whether it's a, a live event like the Oscars or Gears Judgment or there's always something right around the corner. So I'm guessing uh, that you have in large red marker, you have September circled on your your calendar because uh grand theft auto 5 is no doubt going to be a a big day for xbox live when it, that game launches it <laughs> will be uh gta 4 was really interesting because i believe it was one of the hauser brothers that came out and said we are going to burn down xbox live our game will be so popular <laughs> yeah and thankfully it worked just fine um, <laughs> show him yeah take that <laughs> yeah it's a hard thing to say though no you didn't it, it just doesn't come across impressive <laughs> so um, but we do still have one of those posters up in the hallway so that we remember that. Uh, but yeah, GTA V is going to be huge. And that announcement, uh, that was not when I was expecting that game to come out. Not, not, um, nobody was expecting that. So yeah, that'll really... I mean, the season really always kicks off with Madden. That's kind of the first big game True. of the fall. Um, but yeah, GTA in September, it's like, whoa. And now that starts the magic of every other game trying to move out of the way. Yep. And everyone had their dates all lined up. Oh, I'm this Tuesday, I'm that Tuesday. And as you see them start publicly coming out and saying, I'm this Tuesday, you can imagine all the other companies going, crap, uh, what Tuesdays are left? And then it becomes a race to nail down. Put your flag in the ground. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because you've really only got from Labor Day till Black Thursday in the U.S., right before Thanksgiving. And your game, if you're a major title, has to come out in that window, and there's only so many Tuesdays. So you start seeing people with games coming out on Sundays and all sorts of other things. (laughs) And so, yeah, uh, fall will be loony, but it's... Most of it is leading up to that. You know, there's there's a little bit that happens on the day it launches. Like, for, for games that I work with, I'm there at their location when it launches. Oh, okay. So when Halo 4 launched, I was at 343. Uh, when Black Ops 2 launched, I was at the team's location in Activision that provides their server uh, backend for yeah. Black Ops 2. Um, but that part, if you've done all the prep work, it's easy. You're really sitting there, you know, watching the graphs and congratulating each other. And hopefully if things are going really well, maybe having a celebratory drink. Um, if you've done all the right work leading up to it, then, okay, maybe there's a bug or two you got to catch, but they don't bring everything crashing to the ground. On on game launch days, you're like, you're like the paramedic at a NASCAR race. You're just kind of like hanging over on the side. Hopefully, you know, the cars will just do their thing and, and go around the track. But if any, if there's a spectacular fireball, you'll be out, you'll be running out there to save everyone Uh, yeah and it's i mean in a lot of cases uh the the idea is that hopefully if something does go sideways even if it's not an xbox live thing maybe i can help shorten their troubleshooting loop because they can show it to me and say is that error from you guys or is it ours and i can look at that and go our system wouldn't say that and they it helps them narrow down what's going on and solve it quicker or i can get on a conference call and report back and forth you know hey xbox what are we seeing okay guys we're seeing a b and c and it just it it tightens that loop, and a lot of the times that's the difference between uh, fixing something before any customers notice and having it become something that, oh, wow, all the customers have yeah. noticed that whatever feature just stopped working. Well, Eric Newsetter from the Xbox Live Ops team, do you, do we have time to, do you have time to hang out? Do we need, yeah. do we need to go? No, I can hang out. I'm all good. right, let's do some news. Maybe we'll test you real quick with our <laughs> weekly uh, Xbox trivia challenge. So we'll do that right after this. This podcast is brought to you by Audible, a provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 titles to choose from. For listeners of Podcasts Unlocked, Audible is offering a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free 30-day trial. If you're not already quoting from it every day, may we suggest checking out Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. It's like The Matrix mixed with video games, Star Wars, and transforming Japanese robots. And we love it. 
To get started, head to audiblepodcast.com slash unlocked and follow the instructions to get your free audiobook. On with the show. IGN's Xbox 360 Podcast, the Podcast Unlocked presents The News Unlocked! All right, this week in the Xbox news scene, not much. So no. pretty quiet in the wake of Sony's PlayStation 4 announcement, which Indeed. is a little surprise. You'd think everybody would be like, okay, and yay, our we game can is talk coming about too. Stuff. But uh, we have a rumor to address that uh, sounds pretty cool and it seems pretty plausible. It comes. Uh, by way of our friends at Kotaku, who have a, a picture of... Giant a, poster. A big poster, yeah, from a, some retailer that claims to be Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag with a bunch of pirates on it. This lines up with a lot of rumors we've heard. Um, our Assassin's Creed Black Flag wiki has like a ton of information about pirates and characters and rumors and all sorts of speculation. It's all starting to come together. Yeah. You, what do you guys think? Are you Shut, ready nope. oh. for Assassin's Creed no. Black Flag? Let us know in the comments. That didn't just happen. <laughs> oh, Dustin. Yeah, so... Uh, it seems like a logical next step. I mean, it it's, I mean, it's like it's, a similar era to AC3. A little bit. little... I don't know. I, I don't know yeah, you, I don't know history. Forward, it's in back. that time period. Yeah, I mean... But, I mean, I would love a good pirate game. Me that's, too. Because the, there aren't... It's weird. There aren't that many of Pirates of the Caribbean was canceled. I would have loved... Which Lego Pirates was actually a pretty good game. That's true. There you go. So. But yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, which was being done by Propaganda Games yep. up uh, not too far from, from Seattle, up in Vancouver. Rest in peace. That I saw that game at E3, and it basically was sort of a bigger, more open-world uh, Pirates of the Caribbean-themed fable. Like, yeah. It was very similar to Fable in sort of the combat and the exploration and there was a lot to like about it. I was really disappointed when that game got canceled. And then um, we have Risen 2, which was is a big game full of a lot of big ideas, but it's a little, it's just rough around the edges. Yeah. And so we don't get a lot of really good pirate games, it seems like. Uh, at least not ones that are, um, you know, that are fully realized, sure. I should say. I mean, there's, you know, there's stuff like... Uh, board game type stuff yeah yeah uh, Sid Meier's Pirates I'm, yeah I'm sure soon we'll be collecting uh, Disney Infinity oh, yeah. you know Jack oh, Black you and those I kind will. of things so oh, yeah I'm yeah I need shelf space first though yeah so um, yeah look for Assassin's Creed 4 Pirates of the Caribbean possibly coming to a store near you this <laughs> what holiday do you get, so who's excited for that game I, I actually legitimately am I mean I, I love the ceiling in AC3 it was the best mm-hmm. part I keep it was the only part I keep getting <laughs> excited for Assassin's Creed and I keep not <laughs> getting ultimately burned. I, yeah, I keep ultimately not just not feeling it. I yeah. mean, two I loved, but then the the two spinoffs, Revelations and Brotherhood, were like. I mean, I recognize that they're good games, but they just didn't hold me. Mm-hmm. And even AC three, I just couldn't. I was so psyched beforehand because I, I me just too loved the setting uh, of the colonial America, set, but I just couldn't do it. Yeah, it only sold fourteen million copies yeah. too, so they're <laughs> just going to abandon I, that. I'm obviously uh, in the majority here. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely I'm interested again. We'll see if yep. if they can hook me this time. Fingers crossed. Uh, shocking news department here: Battlefield Four is 100% confirmed instead of 99% rumored. It wasn't confirmed already. Not for next generation hardware. Oh, it's confirmed for next gen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Frank, I believe Jibot. it's Jabot, right? Yeah, it's a French name. Uh, he is the EA labels vice. Uh, excuse me, president, not vice president. And he has said, quote, EA's next generation software is nothing short of astonishing when speaking in the context of the next Battlefield game. So that is definitely happening. Came and right after the PS4 announcement, so not really a surprise there. Yeah, I'm no sure shocker. we're going to start hearing all sorts of stuff like this. 
So, Next Call uh, of Duty. Then, uh, Your okay. game looks good? No way. A quick little item. Uh, e, this applies, this applies to you. This, uh, we, we heard about this from our friend Major Nelson, Larry Herb. Yep. Good man. Another, another veteran of the Microsoft Wars. Yes. Been around sure. a long time. Good friend of Podcast Unlocked. So the, the 320 gigabyte hard drive you can buy for your Xbox 360 if you happen to buy the arcade unit. Uh, this, that would really be the only reason you'd probably want or need this. Or if you hate money and you just want to throw it yeah, away. Like, hey, I have a 250. I really want to spend a whole bunch more money and add another 70 gigs of capacity. <laughs> but it now comes with uh, free download tokens for Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. As well as Ms. Splosion Man and Pinball FX too, so it's three fantastic pretty, games. All three of them. pretty good games, yeah. That you get if you decide to upgrade your Xbox 360 mm-hmm. hard drive. And finally, curious. To How hear much you, is it? How much is the hard drive? I did not. Major Nelson. Uh, one twenty nine. One forty nine. One twenty nine. I believe. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then finally, this this one irks me a little bit. So we've got it. We've got a VIP pass, a season pass, as it were, for Gears of War Judgment, which we've mentioned earlier in the show. That's that's Microsoft's um, really last major first-party release of it is. the year. If How not, about that? You know, what's console. up with that empty calendar, eh, Eric? <laughs> yeah, do something what, about what that. You, uh, where's that, where's all right that software? That. <laughs> yes. If you but, could just make more games, that'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, get right on that. So we've got a VIP pass. It's going to cost you twenty dollars, which is about what what all these season pass thingies tend to cost. Yep. You'll get early access to two expansion packs, which will total six maps, two modes, five weapon skins, four armor skins, which I presume probably will split down the middle. Yeah, I checked with Microsoft today. That is uh, three maps, one mode in each, and Got then it. various weapon and uh, character skins. And, but but the, the thing here that I'm, that I'm a little upset about uh, is that this if you buy this VIP pass, it will permanently double... Your XP. The fact that it's permanent gets on my nerves. Yeah. Like, why? I mean, it, no. this, this is pay to win. Sure. This is nothing other than pay to win. So, it depends on what the experience points give you. That's true. If it's if it's just like, like a Halo, cosmetic ranking be... thing, if it's just if, if levels unlock skins, whatever. But if it's like, oh, you get better Lancer ammo, you get a stronger shotgun by right. ranking faster. Which like, we don't know. Yeah, we don't. That would I, be a pain in the ass. I actually want to say thank you. I have been feeling so sick from eating nothing but Doritos and Mountain Dew for Halo 4 <laughs> that I am glad I no longer have to do that. I can just give them you $20 give them the money. and stop <laughs> vomiting Doritos <laughs> because God I want my double XP. Wow. <laughs> I did not need that mental image. Wow. I'm just picturing this like... I need the XP. This like gelatinous orange... Uh, stop it. Mass. Move on. Range move move on. You didn't have to describe it. <laughs> Oh. That's not an achievement, by the way, in case you were wondering. <laughs> My mood just got bad. Yeah. But, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, is this... I mean, Mitch, you've tried... I mean, it's is, irritating. Are, I mean, Are you a season pass guy when you play your multiplayer games? Yeah, for any for any of the big games, a Halo, a Call of Duty, a Gears, I'll just go ahead and get the season pass, because I, you know I know I'm going to play all that content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Stop sneezing I'm off sorry. Mic, Mitch. I'll Jeez. just sneeze in the mic next time. I mean, I... Yeah, we... I mean, I know exactly the same as you guys about this. I read about this uh, on Twitter IGN. this morning IGN. on IGN. Yeah. <laughs> one, of your, one of you guys tweeted about it. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't know exactly what XP and judgment means either. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what the breakdown is, like how many people pre-order that kind of stuff and don't. I think this industry as a whole is going through a lot of experimentation, trying to figure out what Very a customers true. want. It's the industry's and college this years. Is part of that. Kind of, yeah. Um, because... 
Let's hope it goes better than Saved by the Bell, the college years. <laughs> oh, wow. You had to go there. I did. I went there. Apparently, the industry wants every game to be like Call of Duty, because that seems to be like what everybody's doing with their multiplayer. With the XP, like even in this, they're adding XP. So yeah. hopefully, maybe it's another system like that. The The one thing I think, at least my personal takeaway from Call of Duty, is mm-hmm. people just like the constant feedback. The reward the, system? Every, yeah, yeah. Every two or three matches I play, I get something. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to matter. Yeah. It might be something I'd never use. It might be, just be visual and not something that'll help me play better but that constant you're that you know drip getting of something while you're running on the wheel yeah. like, exactly yes. Yes. A lot, <laughs> yeah so a lot of companies must see like audience retention also with something like like, like i gotta play one more match to get the next level or whatever for so-and-so gun or yep for my character and, and i i feel it myself mm-hmm. um that's I, all i get yeah I, there is a real temptation to you know oh it's 1 a.m really should go to bed one more oh, game, yeah, and I so can probably level get, 40. Yeah, <laughs> okay. And, yeah, it's a very powerful tool, and mm-hmm. people are trying to figure out what's the best way to, you know, scratch that itch. So there is good news. If you don't want to pay for a VIP pass, uh, you'll be, there, are, there is some free stuff coming. Uh, on April 2nd, which is a couple weeks after the game launches on March 19th, I believe, it is a map called Haven, and then a new mode called Execution, which is described... As uh, the objective of each team is to kill all members of the enemy team before the time limit runs out. But the catch is that unless the hit is with a one-shot kill weapon, like the new Bushka, which is like this cool grenade launcher thing. It's awesome. like the boom shot, but like but grenades. Different? Yeah. Oh. Uh, you'll, so unless it's a one-shot kill weapon, players just go into the, you know, on all fours, down but not out state. And they'll revive instead of dying. So they'll just be down and then they'll come back. So you've got to you've got to execute the downed enemy. So in other words, you have to either just nuke your opponents mm-hmm. or down them and then execute them. So that's not that, new though. That was in like Gears One, wasn't it? It's I think it started. I don't think it was there in one. I think it was two where execution came in. But mm-hmm. it, uh, yeah, execution is a to me at least it's a ton of fun when you know who you're playing. Yeah. It's a custom match. It's me and a bunch of friends. It is so satisfying to get in there and curb stomp your buddy or grenade tag. Them. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> and yes. then run and then get and away, just run away, and then get away. You go Chink, run. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so good stuff there again. April second for that yep. free map and free mode. Mitch, take us through the marketplace report. What can we spend our money on and download off of Ease servers? Well, we have a surefire early contender for Game of the Year in Top Hand Rodeo Tour for Connect. Forty dollars. <laughs> wow. wow, Luke Perry is getting into it. Top Hand. I've rodeo literally never tour. heard of this. That uh, totally could be Luke Perry. Yeah. Well, he was in that. Uh, wow. He was in that rodeo movie. That was. Nobody got that reference. Nope. Nope. Forty dollars for that Connect movies. game. I'm sure that it's. You'll get eight seconds I think of it was enjoyment before seconds. throwing it in the trash. I think. The, I think the Luke Perry movie was called it Eight was. Seconds. Yeah. Kill me. Also available for forty dollars this week. Uh, Mudfim Motocross World Championship, a game I have also never heard of. Likewise, what, I assume that that's must a racing stand for thing. something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, why, it's definitely an it's acronym. Moto under Motocross Ducks, Fox Interactive Media Urban Motocross Development. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you you actually build houses. You don't drive yeah. at all. So for games you actually care about, on XBLA this week there are two games. Uh, we have Bit Trip Runner two for fifteen bucks. Game is amazing. Review, Game is read totally the review. Charming. Watch the video. Watch review the video on IGN. The video review we have for Runner two is so heartwarming. 
It'll make you smile. You'll just feel pure joy. Okay. It's good. I sense sarcasm, but no, it's, it's no, not really no, genuinely. Like, no, it's no. actually. It's, it, it is so heartwarming that I, I can't. Okay. Oh, it's so good. All right. Never know that you're... That's not in the video. Really. No. Phantom Breaker Battlegrounds, a game I haven't heard of. Uh, nor I. <laughs> or E, you, did, you didn't know about it, this one either, huh? No, but the the photos you pulled up, that looks like it's, fun. It looks awesome. It, it looks kind of like Scott Pilgrim versus the world on XBLA. It's like a Lolita Girl anime thing, which it, is kind of dumb, right. but like it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up. It, it looked like, to me, Castle Crashers with anime characters. Yeah, like big with silly things going on. Like There was like a dinosaur in the background. There was like a big bullet bill smashing through the world. There's all sorts of <laughs> How nice. How can you Nintendo not like mid? dinosaurs? It looks crazy and kind of fun. <laughs> that game's 10 bucks. Uh, we have details on IGN.com right now about the, what is this, the ultimate Xbox Live game sale I, thing. It's, it's called Steam something sale for like Xbox. That. Buy <laughs> everything now sale. I mean, the darkness for two ninety nine. That's ridiculous. It, there are some El Shaddai fantastic for games. Yeah. The first darkness or darkness? The first, first one. Oh, okay. um, but there are some really high quality games Original in there Fighter for five is five under bucks. 10 bucks. Yeah. Wow. So. Lots of crazy sales on Xbox Live right now. Um, we have a list right now. If you Google Xbox Live ultimate game sale IGN. The list is there. We put up some recommendations today. If you have mm-hmm. three bucks, if you have ten bucks, if you have thirty bucks that you want to spend on uh, discounted games, we will help you spend. There's it. there's stuff there. Uh, the Halo Four Majestic Map Pack out now. Ten dollars. Three maps. Small we have maps. Small Yay. maps. We have videos on IGN.com. E, you're pretty excited about this, right? I am because I love playing the smaller, you know, team doubles, team slayer kind of stuff. These Hell maps yeah. are awesome. They're really good. Some pretty maps in there. Wow, those yes, skyboxes. Gorgeous. Good lord. Mass Effect Reckoning is the final multiplayer map DLC. The final update you're going to get for your Mass Effect just before next week's single player DLC. Uh, I don't know what it entails aside from new maps, characters, and guns. They don't, don't know specifics off it's the top free. of my head. You it's can't free. You can't complain. How is this multiplayer still going so strong? Good question. God, Mass Effect 3's multiplayer was good too. Uh, there's a playable demo for Naruto shipping in Ultimate Ninja Storm 3. All right. Longest video game title I, of all time. Those games traditionally okay. We've seen that game a couple times. Super pretty, super yeah. fun. Um, you definitely need to know what's going on in that franchise to understand anything, but it's cool. It, right. Just how many ultimate ninja storms? So, I mean, so many ninja storms. It's kind of like Final Fantasy <laughs> yeah, yeah. or The Grateful Dead. Like, no, this they don't one, stay dead. Yeah. They're not no. grateful. This one's no. the ultimate. Really? Well, not the last one. The last one was nothing. Yeah, now it's ultimate ninja storm. For real. Seriously. Seriously guys. this time, guys. All right. Quick That's break. It. And uh, we'll test we'll test Eric as well as the my two usual cohorts Indeed. in the Unlock Block Xbox Trivia Contest. Unlock Block. Can you take on the challenge? An excellent trivia question coming our way this week from Gary. Who uh, hails from Elkhorn, Wisconsin? Sure, Wisconsin. What's up? (laughs) Can I get a holla? Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Beecher's cheese out of Seattle is better than Wisconsin cheese. Suck it, Wisconsin cheese. Yes, they actually. We're gonna have words after the podcast. They just won some national cheese of the year award. Cheese of the year, Wisconsin. That is a mistake. That's like uh, garbage cheese. Yeah, (laughs) cheese of the year is the name of this episode for sure. So, Gary writes in with this uh, phenomenal... I actually knew this. Don't ask me why. Okay. We'll see if you guys get it. It's a Gears of War question, fitting enough, because we've been talking about some Gears of War judgment this week. So, uh, 
this is a bit, he doesn't mention Gears of War three, but this is, does pertain to Gears three. What was Coltrane's jersey number when he played for the Hanover Cougars before Emergence Day? Was it uh, did he wear number eighty six, number forty nine, ninety two, or eighty three? You guys remember back? Think I'll, back I'll speak to, up. I did the guide for Gears of War three. I so I think it's in the eighties. I want. I'm going to go with eighty six. Okay. Hey. We have a. What do you got? E? I I don't know. My guess is eighty six, but I have very little confidence in that guess. <laughs> Mitch, just for the sake of being different, I'm going to say eighty three. I have no idea. That that's excellent trivia. That's like that's pulled yeah. from the depths. Yeah, it's but not too hard, right? Like if you played Gears, you might remember yep. that. That, so, uh, that's the kind of detail that like goes in and out of my head so fast. <laughs> yeah. I'll see it, and ten seconds later, huh? Well, there's a whole flashback scene where he plays the game, right? And like it's in slow mo, and, and he's it, wearing yeah, the I think jersey. There's the multiplayer skin as well, right? Yeah, With there's his... the multiplayer skin. You act, oh. there's actually the level where you play on his field. Yeah, the thrash right. ball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is a good level, but it is. Yeah, that's it, my favorite level for doing horde. But I, for that doesn't horde. help. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, it's actually, hard as heck for Horde. It's a mm-hmm. tough, tough Horde map. It it all depends on which level fifty boss you get. Uh, we actually did a, a one to fifty charity run of uh, Horde on Thrashball. Yeah, and we I think it was the fourth time on level fifty that we succeeded. <laughs> but it was a breeze because it was all about did you get a boss that can't get in the press box? Right. Oh. <laughs> if you get that the right boss, you're golden. <laughs> So uh, we do have a correct answer in the room, and it was uh, Mitch at, at number 83. Ah, Suck it, nerds! What? Damn. I knew it was an 80. Number 83. I hustled you. Knew it the yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. The pride of Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Gary, thank you very much. You have won yourself a copy of the one and only, actually one of the, like a thousand copies. <laughs> Guitar Hero Van Halen. Congratulations. You, you have won that. Uh, we will get that in the mail to you. Just as soon as we can. I almost said 83. Darn it. If you would like to take a shot at stumping our fine crew here, send your Xbox-related trivia question to unlocked at IGN.com. We need four multiple-choice answers. Please note the correct one, as well as your full shipping address, and optionally, if you'd like it read on the air, your gamer tag. So thank you very much for playing, and we'll do it again next week. What can we plug? I, I'm just wondering, do you actually vet that it's the right answer when they tell you it's the right answer? Or <laughs> nope. is this a chance to troll <laughs> right, you? Just trust them blindly? Uh, there's a little of both. Usually, I, when they say it, I sort of will re- their answer will jog my memory okay. of it. Because I've got, like you, I've got 10 years plus of Xbox knowledge just jammed into my head that I can't get out. So, um, But sometimes I'll look it up. But most of that, you know, it's, it's usually a good faith thing. We have, okay. we have good listeners. And besides, we're not actually like the, it doesn't matter for these guys. It's true. These, we don't even need to get it right for them to win. No, yeah, it's <laughs> that's a good point. It is eighty three. It is eighty three. I just checked. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you just do curious. A, you do a podcast. Yes. Every week. Yep. Tell me all yeah, about it. Plug plug some stuff. Uh, it's the majornelson.com podcast, the unofficial official podcast of Xbox. Uh, Larry, <laughs> can we Major be the Nelson? unofficial unofficial podcast of Xbox? I love that. I don't have a problem with it. Um, yes. <laughs> or are we the official unofficial? I don't even know anymore. Uh, I've completely lost track. Uh, yeah, it's kind of our way of you know giving people a little peek inside. Uh, Larry started doing it in 2004. I joined the podcast in 2005. Uh, and it's, it's varied. Sometimes there's three. Sometimes there's four of us. Uh, but we have fun with it. And, God, it's so fun doing it live. I love <laughs> doing podcasts live. 
The energy is amazing. We haven't had a chance to do that yet. Not yet. All in good time. Doing it uh, live at PAX. One year, uh, PAX Prime, The one of the theaters was Seattle's Finest Opera Hall. Ooh. <laughs> and they put us in there. And it's like, this is a really exclusive building. Like, <laughs> I've been there to the symphony, and it, getting to be up on that stage. And you're going to go nerd wicked. out about the video games. That's I, it. I actually so wound up doing the Snoopy dance live in front yes. of the audience on that stage. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. Right on. So, that's our podcast. And we can find you on Twitter at The Vowel. Yes. Correct. T H E V O W E L. If you need to talk to me about something Xbox related or just want to pass along some notes, e at xbox.com is my email. And for the love of God, email or tweet the man and tell him how much you enjoy and like your Xbox and Xbox Live because. He probably just gets nothing but complaints all day. Brighten his day. He needs some hugs. Yeah. I like hugs. Yes. As long as you've, like, showered recently. (laughs) You know, hygiene is important, kids. (laughs) Yeah, we have a a saying in my house. My my year-and-a-half-old daughter is in a phase where she's just kind of, like, smacking everything. Like, she'll just whack the dog in the face. I'll go to give her a hug, and she'll just smack me in the face. <laughs> and so we, we have a saying, hugs, not hits. So that's what I'm saying for when you reach out to E. How's hugs, that working? Not hits. It's work in progress. Baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> baby steps. Literally Literal baby, baby steps, steps. Mitch. Yes. Yep. Good luck with that. Uh, Mitchell Dyer. Hi. What have you been working on on IGN? I don't even remember. It's been a weird How couple about weeks. The Halo Four Majestic Map Pack. We covered that. We did. Through. We did three walkthroughs. We got some map flythroughs. So you can see what those maps are like before you want to. I'm sure. Pull the trigger. If you don't see it right on IGN, we can just Google uh, Halo Four Majestic, Majestic. IGN. Yeah. That'll pull it up. I love how often we just refer to Google. We're like, I don't know. Well, looking for it on Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it works. Whatever. Even though our our the IGN search does work now. Yeah. Which is. Great, yeah. finally. <laughs> Destin. Hi. What are you up to that we can go check out? Well, of course, follow me on Twitter, first of all, at Destin Legary. I have to plug that yes. every episode. <laughs> but um, I just did this Injustice combat analysis for Aquaman. Yeah. I'm only allowed to talk about Aquaman, none of the other characters, Aquaman. apparently. <laughs> but Sorry. I did a combat Something analysis, and he's actually a pretty uh, powerful character. So check that out, and if you, if enough people watch it, I might do do it for the other characters. Yeah, uh, Injustice, uh, kind of quietly, a very hotly anticipated game because it's really the, it's the major fighting game release yeah. in the foreseeable future. I'm just impressed how we all kept a straight face at Aquaman as a really powerful. <laughs> hey man, character. read that. Read the new Fifty Two Aquaman. Yeah, you will keep a straight face. That is not one of the one ones that I'm up on right it now. It is awesome. Okay. It's really watch good. my combat analysis. Then, He's yes. gonna be trouble. Okay, I will yeah. confess most of my comics. Mostly a Marvel guy. Marvel now. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. Okay. The sides have been chosen. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can find me at DMC underscore Ryan on Twitter. Of course, at IGN gets you uh, following following IGN on Twitter. gets you all the big video game and, and entertainment headlines tweeted out to you on a uh, regular basis. Uh, we've got some pretty cool next generation ish xbox features up right now mitch we yep. you and i sat down we did a video we wrote a big feature on what we uh think what we're pretty sure we know or what we guess all of microsoft's first party studios are up to you can read that on ign.com Indeed. right now i should go read that you should yeah okay yeah so you can go and then, and then you can <laughs> take it idiots. back to the team and go well they got Zero out of ten right. They're a bunch of morons, <laughs> and we should never pay attention to them ever again. Or, oh my god, they have a mole here. I bet my job that Lionhead one's correct. 
You bet your job. See, usually it's I bet your job line. I know. for you. No, my I, job's already I don't know. risk. Now you're betting your own job. This is Come just, on, the line, stakes head. have just been raised. And then uh, we did a thing as well. What was the other one? I don't even know. But, um, oh, what the lessons that Microsoft can oh, there take we go. from the PlayStation 4 reveal for is their it? event, whenever that is, E. I'll have to go read that. Yes, please do. <laughs> do we have so. an event coming up? I hope so. I hope oh, so. Okay. God, I hope so, because... <laughs> I'm ready for it. Um, but in the meantime, yes, visit IGN.com each and every day if you please. Watch, watch IGN, like the BitTrip Runner 2 awesome video review on our Indeed. IGN app. Yeah. You can download off of yes. Xbox Live. You know, that app is how I watch the PlayStation press conference. Me too. <laughs> it was the clearest stream of the It was the, the most reliable stream. Like yeah. the, Sony, the Sony stream was, uh, <laughs> had some trouble. The IGN.com stream had some trouble, but oh. The oh, Xbox the Xbox app. Live app? Mm-hmm. Like I said, so. streaming is hard. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe it. So, uh, E, thank you very much for sitting in. Yeah, thanks for having to, me. Great to chat. Pleasure. It was Get a blast. A little, little peek behind the curtain, you know, the, the, the inner workings of, of Xbox Live. Yep. So Absolutely. I learned a lot. I hope everyone else did. And uh, for Mitch Dyer, Destin Legary, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This was Podcast Unlocked, episode 88 miles per hour. You're going to see some serious shit. Cheese of the year. We'll see you next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.